Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to DBN News for 7-1-2020. The semi-daily news that even plants Craven Anchor's number one gaming news podcast. I'm Anthony. I'll be your host today. With that being said, let's jump into the news. First is from IGN, written by Joe Scrabbles. Devolver Direct to be broadcast on July 11th. Devolver Direct, the yearly showcase from indie publisher Devolver Digital, will be broadcast on July 11th at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. UK. The pre-recorded show will be broadcast live on Twitch and Steam and promises new game reveals, gameplay reveals, release date announcements, and special guests from, in, from the industry to help usher in these important marketing bullet points. The press release makes clear that the show will consist of nearly all gameplay because that's what the youths of today demand. The show will end with a few surprises and game demos will immediately become available to play, including Carrion, Disc Room, and an unannounced title. Ooh, it's meaty! Demos too? My gosh, Devolver. My gosh. Second is from IGN written by Jordan Oleman. Cyberpunk 2077's wall running mechanic removed. CD Projekt Red has cut the wall running mechanic seen in previous Cyberpunk 2077 gameplay trailers due to design reasons. In an interview with Game Reactor, Cyberpunk 2077 level designer Max Pierce explained the decision. Ah, the wall running. That is something that we removed due to uh, design reasons, but there's still going to be a lot of flexibility in how you move, that's for sure. Previously, gameplay has shown the player character using Mantis Blades, the game's sword-like appendages that can be hidden inside your own arms in combination with wall running, in order to perch in hard-to-reach spots. It's not clear from Pierce's comments whether Mantis Blades could still be used to perch in some way, perhaps in designated spots rather than anywhere a wall run could reach. Piers did make a point of noting that there will be other methods of traversal available to the player when the game launches on November 19th. I'm curious as to why they couldn't get this to work. It's kind of a weird thing to just take out. It would have been cool to do the wall running and kind of like keep up with that futuristic look, kind of like Mirror's Edge. But as long as it makes the game run smoother, like take your time, get it to us. We cannot wait to play this game. Third is from IGN and written by Matt Kim. Dreams gets a VR update in July. Dreams is getting a free update to make it compatible with PlayStation VR. The update will arrive on July 22nd and will include tutorials on how to start making new creations in PSVR. Media Molecule's latest project, Dreams, is less of a game and more of a creation tool where players can make their own games, movies, images, music, and much more. In July, the range of tools available to players in Dreams will be expanded with a new VR update that lets players create and enjoy VR content. Dreams VR will let players use a PlayStation Move controllers and begin sculpting VR creations. The update will come with a variety of how-tos so players can learn new skills and some of the more next-level techniques in VR. Media Molecule has also created its own set of VR experiences for Dreams players as a showcase of what the update can do. One of those experiences is Box Blaster, which is a VR shooting experience inside Dreams. Players won't need VR to create PSVR experiences. Non-PSVR users can access the same update as VR owners. Alongside VR updates, there will also be a new slate of accessibility features like comfort mode, vignette strength, static sky, and more. This, I mean, can we even call Dreams a game at this point? I guess it's more like a, a game slash creation tool. It's really wild how much Media Molecule is giving players creators musicians to just make the things that you know all pun intended they can dream of i think this vr update is going to be 
big for PlayStation VR specifically. And I can't wait to see some of the things that these people create. And hopefully, maybe they can solve some of the issues that game studios haven't quite hit with their current VR titles. Fourth is from IGN, written by Jordan Ulliman. Nintendo stops European retailers from selling first-party digital game codes. Nintendo has stopped European retailers from selling digital game codes of its first-party games. UK retailer Shop2 noted the change on Twitter, stating that due to a Nintendo decision for all EMEA territories, the company is no longer able to sell full digital Nintendo games, but that they will still be able to sell online membership and DLC codes. In a statement issued to Nintendo Life, Nintendo confirmed and expanded upon the decision. After careful examination of the evolving European marketplace in recent years, Nintendo has decided to end the availability of download codes for its own published software via retailers. Effective July 1st, 2020, this statement reads. So that's today. Customers will be able to purchase Nintendo eShop funds, Nintendo Switch online memberships, and add-on content such as the Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield expansion pass at retailers across Europe. Download codes for Nintendo Switch software from other publishers will also still be available. This means that only first-party Nintendo games will be affected by the change, and consumers will still be able to purchase third-party digital codes from retailers such as Shop2 in the future. Now, this is weird. I wonder if this has something to do with some sort of obscure European law affecting it to where, like, they literally can't do it, or if it's just Nintendo kind of saying to themselves, like, we don't sell a whole lot of, you know, full-game codes in, in these territories, so why put them there when you just throw a physical there and recoup costs. I'm not sure. It's a weird one, but it's still very noteworthy. And last is from IGN and written by, once again, Jordan Oleman dominating the news cycle. Amazon's Crucible is heading back to closed beta. Amazon's free-to-play Team Shooter Crucible has been pulled back into closed beta just a month after its official release. Crucible's developer Relentless Studios revealed the news on the Crucible blog yesterday, announcing that as of today, the game will shift back into a closed beta state once more in order to focus on providing the best possible experience for our players. Despite the drastic change, Relentless is still following the roadmap it announced in early June when it decided to pull two of Crucible's three game modes from circulation after its player base dwindled just weeks after launch. The team are the team the team is focusing on map combat and system changes and made it clear that the crucible experience will remain much the same for those who have been playing since launch you'll keep all the progress and customization items you've already earned and the, and the battle pass reward tracks and in-game store will continue to be supported the statement reads relentless is also setting up a community council of players who they'll be consulting for feedback and the team will be scheduling dedicated time each week to play the game with the current community Crucible's most popular game mode, Heart of the Hives, has remained and Relentless is working on a number of new features, trying to improve the game using feedback from fans. This is so weird. Is this game that bad? Like, it can't be that bad. Like, I, I don't understand. This is Amazon, right? Yeah, Amazon wouldn't put... I, I don't believe that Amazon would put their money in a game that was bad. I think maybe just the popularity for this game isn't really there. It didn't seem like there was much marketing for this game. Uh, perhaps they can kind of get a second coming like Rainbow Six Siege did, but I don't know. This is bad. This is really, really, really bad. And that is the news for today. Thank you for listening and let us know what you think about any of the stories we talked about by sending us a message on Anchor, the podcast app we use to record the show. If you'd like to support the podcast other than listening, please check out our Anchor page at anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds where you can donate to us via the support this podcast button and sign up for a monthly donation at 99 cents 
$4.99 or $9.99 per month. You're going to find us on Twitter at DadsBeardsNerds. And if you'd like to be part of our ever-growing Discord community, find that link in our <laughs> Twitter bio or the, the show notes for every show that we release and produce. Until next time, Anthony, I look forward to making more content for you.